The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. How are you now? <laughs> how are you now? Um, how is everybody now? Honestly, uh, it's been what, 10, 11 days since I recorded an episode of this podcast and um, your Montreal Canadiens, well they just picked up right where they left off, didn't they? They lose 5-1 to one to the Boston Bruins in Boston. Uh, hello and welcome to, what is it, episode 35 of the Bottom 6 Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes on the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and uh, I'm I'm not even pissed off at that one. I'm not. I mean, it it could have gone considerably better, right? It, it definitely did for the first little bit of the game, but it, it was a show, right? At the very least, you know, it, it was a show. And, um, you know, for better or worse, that's kind of what you're hoping for at this point is something that's at least a little bit entertaining. It certainly wasn't entertaining from a hockey standpoint, but from a violence standpoint, if you're into that, uh, we'll, we'll touch on it, but it, it it was definitely there. It was there. So let's do a quick recap. <laughs> we might as well, right? It was a pretty good first period. Honestly, the first half of the first period, uh, I was sitting here. We were talking about it in the Eyes and the Prize chat as well. Uh, I was surprised. I mean, the Habs seemed to have pretty good puck support. Um, they, they looked relatively dangerous offensively. They looked pretty tight defensively. Um, they, they looked like it, you know, it maybe that break, that, that time off was good for them. Maybe, just maybe, they were going to be able to put together a nice game for us, but it, it fell apart, and it fell apart fast. Uh, escalated very quickly towards the end of the first. So Brad Marchand, he scores on the rush uh, pretty late in the first period, and then 16 seconds after his very first goal, he scores again, uh, gets a weird bounce off the backboards, uh, goes way up in the air, and then he whacks at it and puts it in the net. Jake Allen actually left the game after that goal. They went to a TV timeout, and he was skating around, looked like something was wrong with his leg. He didn't look like he was moving very well in his crease prior to that either. And, uh, you know, sure enough, comes back from an injury and immediately gets injured. Story of this Hab season, right? Uh, so Samuel Montembeau comes in from there, and he does not fare any better whatsoever. Not long after he comes in, Curtis Lazar drives the net, uh, goes in off his skate, <laughs> There was a bit of a conversation between Samuel Montembeau and the ref. Uh, he felt like maybe there was some goaltender interference there, but he was kind of being pushed by Christian Dvorak, so uh, no fault from me, at least, for Dominique Cham choosing not to challenge that one because the way it's been called so far this year, I don't think he was going to get it, but the result is 3 nothing Boston going into the first intermission. <laughs> and it gets worse. It gets worse! Brad Marchand gets his hat-trick pretty early in the second. Oh, no, what, like seven minutes into the second. Uh, it was shorthanded, no less. Uh, Habs have a power play, and of course it sucks. Uh, they get a rush. Brad Marchand cleans up the rebound, makes it 4 nothing. Why not? 
later on, Michael Pezzetta, more on him later, he gets one back, gets the puck, spins and snipes from the slot, makes it 4-1, to one, gives the Montreal Canadiens a chance in this game, uh, but it, it, it didn't get any better from there. Like they, they, they kind of fought back a little bit. They had some opportunities, but nothing, nothing that really suggested that they were going to make some kind of a wild comeback in that game, and they didn't. It, it turned into a shit show in the third. We had a bunch of scrums. Uh, we had a lot of pushing and shoving. Uh, we had some questionable hits. Uh, we had a headbutt. We had a headbutt. Chris, Chris Weidman. He uh, was in a scrum, and he headbutted Eric Howler right in the face. Um, I, I think he's probably going to get a call from the league on that. Check my Twitter page, at DrakeMT, if you want to see a GIF of it. That's right, I make GIFs now. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it didn't get much better. In fact, it got slightly worse. Uh, the Bruins would make it 5-1. to one. Uh, Of course, the goal coming from somebody whose name I am absolutely going to butcher here, Urho Vakanainen. Scores his first of the season for the Bruins and makes it 5-1, to one, and that's how it would end. The Montreal Canadiens get uh, thoroughly dominated. We had to sit there at the end of the game and listen to Bruins fans doing the Ole chant in their arena to the Montreal Canadiens. That one stung a little bit. It always stings to hear Bruins fans celebrating a win like that over the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, even if I'm not in the building, it stings. What didn't sting was them doing a USA chant at the end of the game. I'm, I'm never going to understand that, how you can sit there knowing full well that your team relies on talent that isn't American and do a USA chant at the end of your game. How about the Boston Bruins send us all of their non-American players? How about, how about I just get to pick three of them? And you know which ones I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Brad Marchand, I'm going to pick uh, Patrice Bergeron, and I'm going to pick David Pasternak. Send us those three guys and see how the rest of your season goes. See if you win a cup. See if you make the playoffs. See if you do anything noteworthy. Good luck, right? You shouldn't sit there. You, you never hear a Canadian team chanting Canada, Canada after they win. So uh, Americans, you might want to pump the brakes on that. Let's face it. Unless you're ready to ice an all-American roster, you probably want to stop doing that chant because guess what? The USA didn't beat us tonight. Actually, Brad Marchand was the main reason that we lost tonight, and uh, he's not from there, so might want to chill out. But I digress. <laughs> um, silver lining of the night. I said there would be more on him later, and uh, silver lining of the night, I got to give it to Michael Pizzetta. I mean, he was clearly wanting all of the smoke in that game. He was flying around. He threw a couple of questionable hits. I don't love that. I don't love seeing him, you know, get any of the numbers on his hits. But he was just, he was trying to be a shit disturber, right? Trying to be a shit disturber. He scored a goal. He's a high energy guy. I honestly wonder if maybe one of the benefits of this season is we might find out, is he or is he not a legitimate potential, you know, bottom sixer, fourth liner type guy that the Montreal Canadiens could keep for a long period of time? I don't know. Um, I, I honestly, the more and more that I see of him, I really think that it's possible that they could build a competitive team where he's one of your fourth line guys. I honestly do. 
And I think that you need guys like that, especially when you get into uh, you know a, a long playoff run. You need those energy guys. You need those guys that can chip in a few goals. Nobody's going to expect him to score 20 or 30 or 40 goals in a season. But if he can chip in 10 goals a year from the fourth line and provide some of that energy, um, has no qualms about dropping the gloves if he needs to, this is the type of guy that you kind of need on your lineup, right? You're not going to have skill guys up and down scoring a bunch of goals right you need to figure out i think whether or not he is that guy and they're doing that right so as much as i've ragged on Dominic Sham this season i like that he's giving Pedzetta looks i liked that he allowed Pedzetta to play on the power play i like that he's legitimately auditioning this guy to say hey do you want to stay in the nhl well let's see what you can do and he appears to be very intent on making a case for himself as a potential bottom six you know check in line type guy who under the you know unfortunate circumstances where you do have injuries and stuff like that, can potentially step up a little bit higher in your lineup and and do some damage. Um, I'm, I'm loving his game, honestly. He's he's fun to watch. He's exciting. Uh, he makes for an entertaining game. And you know even some of those questionable hits that he has thrown, none of them have been to the point where I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to watch this guy play anymore. Right? He's fun, and uh, I, I think it's great. And so that's your silver lining is, listen, maybe this guy is a legitimate answer for us in the bottom six moving forward for this team in the rebuild. And he had a great quote after the game uh, when he was talking to the media. He said, and I quote, I'm battling to be a part of the Montreal Canadiens every single day. I want to be on this team. I want to be in the NHL. There are no easy days for me. There's obviously new guys coming in, guys coming back from injury. I'm trying to do everything I can. I love it. Honestly, I love it. I want to see more of it, and I, I wish him the best. I honestly hope that he proves it, and I hope that no matter who else comes back at this point, that he sticks around for a little bit. Uh, he's a lot of fun. I like him. Now we got to mention, I guess, a little bit before I end the podcast, Chris Weidman. I suspect that he's going to be getting a phone call at the very least from the Department of Player Safety. Uh, again, if you check my Twitter account, there's a GIF on there. Uh, if you haven't already seen it, he headbutted Eric Howla directly in the face with like the side of his helmet. So it wasn't like a frontal headbutt. It was like he was kind of being grabbed around the, like the, the shoulder slash neck by Howla, and he just kind of like threw his head to the side and then brought it back very quickly towards Eric Howla's face. Eric Howla had uh, a cut on his nose later on that I saw, and I think it was from that headbutt. Uh, I'm not positive, so don't quote me on that, but... Either way, headbutting is a big-time no-no. He probably should have got a five-minute penalty for that, um, but I don't think the refs were 100% on it, so they didn't call it. Uh, and I would be very, very, very surprised if the NHL doesn't at least find him for that at the bare minimum. And honestly, it, it's a headbutt, so that's kind of a thing that should normally be an automatic suspension no matter what your history is. You know, one or two games is, is probably going to be coming down for him. Um but it is the Department of Player Safety. They do suck brutally at their fucking jobs. So maybe they boot this one too. Uh, but honestly, uh, let's face it. Everybody saw it. It's on camera. Um, if, if a dumbass like me can sit in his living room and, and make a gif of it on his computer, then I'm pretty sure the NHL Department of Player Safety should be able to take some action on that. Should they not? I suppose we'll just have to wait and see. Anyways, that was about as depressing of a game uh, to come back off that long of a layoff as I could possibly ask for. So I'm going to pretty much cut it off there. 
not to worry, of course, because we are going to be back with another episode tomorrow night. The Habs are playing again, so it's not going to be a very long layover this time, uh, unlike last time, but who knows? At At the same time, I'm finding it hard to believe that they're even playing right now with the amount of COVID cases that they still have. Uh, so who knows maybe by the time tomorrow's game is supposed to be played against the Chicago Blackhawks uh, maybe that one gets postponed or canceled or whatever they're doing at this point I have no earthly idea anyways that's it for this episode Uh, we are on Spotify Google Play Apple Megaphone I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT like I said I make gifts now so drop me a follow we're running what's well a little over 12 minutes for this episode so gros soirée pour les employés de soutien thank you as always for listening and à la prochaine